Welcome to the Queen Divas, Queens of Fitness podcast. Join your hosts, three-time WBFF world champions and WBFF royalty, Alicia Gowans and Stephanie Ayala McHugh, as we explore all things female health, training, competing, mindset, and living the fitness life every day. Okay, so coming back today, I think that this is going to actually be a great episode on today's recording of the Queen Divas podcast with my beautiful um, co-host, Stephanie. We are talking about the healthy habits and the best healthy habits, in fact, probably our top five each. And I think coming on the back end of getting better from some pretty serious illness, some of these things might actually be the precursor for setting yourself up for some really great immune health and preventing some of the severities that might come if you are unlucky enough to catch COVID like Steph has very recently. And I'm recovering. Set the day up. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm in, I'm in the recovery process. You know, I think um, it's never something that goes from night and day with COVID. Um, everyone that's probably had it and has had pretty bad symptoms is going to understand that it's a slower process to get out of because it does kind of come and go. You have lingering symptoms. Um, I found that a morning ritual as well as morning habits are really the essential key to setting up your day and making sure that you're servicing yourself for the day uh, and being productive. And I think that this is all, you know, something very important for us to just kind of take note of, and um, it may help you guys with some tips. Um, Ali, what are some of yours? I think uh, we'll start with the non, maybe uh, the healthier person that is having, you know, things that are protocols because, you know, this is what services your day-to-day. You know, uh, look, when I think about this, actually, there's so many things that I do every single day that I just, I forget because it's just literally part of my day now, right? So it becomes Mm -hmm. so, you know, woven into the fabric of your 24-hour clock that it doesn't become something where I go, oh, that's my thing or that's my thing or that's my thing. It's just something I just roll out of bed and do. So I have to really think about these, right, and peel back the layers because I have got, you know, decades of these really solid, healthy habits ingrained now that it's just literally my life as, as my life looks day to day. The routine, for, for sure. Yeah, but for some people listening to this, some of the things that we may talk about today, and we've said five, but we may go through more because I've left this really quite organic. I didn't create a list or anything. I thought we're just going to flow through this conversationally because I am going to identify things that I do and unpack things that I do where I go, oh, well, actually, that is a habit. And it, even though that's a day-to-day mm-hmm. thing to me, it is something that back in the day I had to think about and consciously choose, right? And I would say probably my very first thing is, and it's linked systemically to being able to get really great sleep, is the setting of my circadian. So the setting of, you know, that clock, which is what to happen by, you know, waking up within an hour of your wake time every single day of the week, whether it's Monday or it's Sunday, I'm still up every single day between the hours of 5 a.m. and 6 a.m. because I'm a morning person. I'm not a night owl. I know you and Carrie operate a little bit differently <sighs> to us. And you're up, you're, up, <laughs> Sorry. You're, up later, you're, you're up later and literally up I'm an owl. I'm a yeah, night owl. You're, you're what they call a lark. A lark <laughs> is someone who is more predominantly late-based going to rest, late-based waking. And, and by late, we're not saying she sleeps till noon. No. She's like an 8 a.m. riser, right? Yes, exactly. Whereas, That's like, it's you know, <laughs> she'll be in bed like midnight to 1 a.m., right? Whereas right. we'll be in bed 9, 9 p.m. done, out cold, snoring Z's next to Chris. Oh, Chris also snoring oh, Z's yeah. next to me. Yeah. And then we're up at 5 to 6, right? Yeah, right? So for me, it's the 
consistency of that wake period and the one of the first things that I'll do you know well after obviously the inevitable brushing the teeth making the bed because I think it's the most productive start to my day and I've closed out the bedroom before I move into the next part of the day that's a random thing but that's literally how my brain will process it and I think it's down to it's a habit that's a habit I actually would write that down I mean that is that is a habit you making your bed brushing your teeth Yep, I make my bed, brush my teeth, then go downstairs. But then one of the things you want to be doing to set the circadian rhythm is having your eyes look at natural light and having some exposure to said natural light within the first hour of waking and before 8 a.m. So for Steph, she'd get out of bed and go straight to somewhere where she can see it. The sun wakes me up. Let's just put it that way. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Whereas for me, like I'm up and I'm out. And one of the first things that we all do, you know, which anyone that follows me will see, before I had the fall and hurt my back um, at the start of the year, it was a walk. We would walk the dogs, go to the park. Since my fall and my back injury and, you know, just rehabbing that, I get on the bike. So I haven't changed. I just found a new way to do it. So I'm actually really loving my bike ride. So we get up in the morning, we hit two systems at once. We hit the circadian rhythm, but I also hit my lymphatic system. Now lymphatic system is our waste removal system. Think about it like taking the trash out every morning. If you're not activating it and you're not getting the flow and the circulation going, for fun fact for everyone too, the lymphatic system holds 12 liters 12 liters of lymph and waste. That's a fucking lot, guys. And if you're not Which moving is, that and starting to process it and getting it out, exactly. you feel sluggish, you're cognitively disarmed. Like there are so many things that the lymphatic system impacts upon. And for someone like me with chronic pain and injury that I'm dealing with, it actually then creates greater hypersensitivity and more pain inflammation. Um, so do you have more, you have less tolerance to pain. So for me to feel my best, I like to set the circadian rhythms. So my sleep is profound. I like to get moving and the body functioning, but then also that kickstarts my lymphatic and I reduce some of the things and the symptoms I would have around my injury. So I've kind of, in talking about that as my primary number one, I've looped a couple of things into it, but you can see that one basic thing of getting out, getting on my bike, getting in the sun, looking for the sun, getting vitamin D and starting my lymphatic. That's one thing I'm doing, but it has this systemic multiple, multiple, uh, multiple disciplinary benefit to me, right? So yeah. that one thing alone, if you just got up and went for a walk or jumped on a bike for 20, 30 minutes every morning, look at the impact that has on so many other things in your life, right? It sure does. So that's probably because- my first thing, Steph. Claire, that that's a great one. I think it's very similar, you know, I think to um, just a day to day, you know, ritual that we, you know, totally follow as well is just trying to make sure that you do get moving. I think you nailed it there with just getting out. Uh, If your weather doesn't allow here in the States, we do get a lot of uh, cold states and not abilities to be able to go out and about, um, you know, all every morning. But when the the seasons change, I think that's actually what I enjoy the most is actually being able to get out uh, and get some sun. Uh, with the movement, but just being able to move, whether if that comes from a light walk, um, for myself, I do have a treadmill at home. Um, Weather is very weird up and down uh, here in Texas, particularly. So it's either really extremely hot. um, And if you don't get up before the 8 a.m., then you're not going to go outside to do your walks. Um, But then it gets really quite cold because we don't have mountains. We're in the flat plains in Texas. Uh, There is no mountains around like California, Washington, or up, you know, up north. And because of that, 
the wind hits you like a frostbite. So um, you can get sick. I mean, it's just one of those things that you're just kind of enduring a weather a lot more. So just the treadmill is very easy for me. And if I don't do the treadmill, it's actually going to be a nice dynamic little warm up flow that is going to be very um, power yoga related. It's not going to be really a lot of static stretches. It's going to be a lot more dynamic work, trying to get my hips open, trying to get blood flow. It's the same activation alley with the lymphatic system. I think it's, it's just in a different way when we're just stimulating our body, getting those endorphins to slightly start going. And I, I, it really helps get your mindset, get your body to wake up. So movement, I think that is just definitely going to be not staying stagnant. I think a lot of the times we immediately get up and just go sit or get up and, you know, and just kind of stay still and movement is what makes you wake up. So if we can create more movement earlier on in the day, I find that your mood is also enhanced and you feel so much better. How many times I get comments of clients like, wow, that cardio in the morning is actually waking me up or I feel so much better with energy throughout the day. And it's, it does not mean guys that you have to do fasted cardio or do cardio first thing, but it's about your daily activity, you know, and if we're talking about day to day, maybe you have a sedentary job like myself over here, you know, and I think uh, we're in front of the computer hours on end. Uh, We don't have enough steps in the day. So us being able to do these walks um, when the weather permits, walking the dogs is the same thing for us, Sally. I think that's just kind of like a a ritual. So like you get to connect, you know, to uh, with the nature and outdoors and you just kind of and with the dogs too, like they yeah. love it. You have fun. They and I, I don't know about you, but you know, for me, maybe let's include this as a healthy habit. If you're someone that doesn't have an animal and you actually don't mind animals, man, get one. They oh, are like the, the best way oh. to boost your day. Wait, for you know, sure. okay. I actually forgot something. Something that I, I do before <laughs> I get on my bike, which is actually a mental health um reboot for me because my boys are oh my god they're my babies they are. but first thing in the morning after I do the bedroom and I close that and I walk down the stairs the they're first covered. thing I do is I grab it sounds so weird but I grab a blanket off of one of the, the couches I come downstairs and we've got this little um seat that's like a food tiny seat that folds out and it's yeah. actually a bed on the ground the first thing I do is fold that out and the boys come and lay with me and we do 10 oh, that's 15 so minutes cute. of cuddles yeah. and scratches. So you have a little morning love cuddle session yeah, with your dogs. which is I have a morning cuddle morning. session. Yep. I think the dogs are always going to welcome you with love like that. I mean, I if I'm barely waking up, I have Brutus bringing me the blanket and literally saying, hey, mom, like, pet me, please, you know? And I think that is also a very, very warming and loving feeling. I think every human relates to feeling loved, right? And with an animal, the animal loves you unconditionally and they're going to love you no matter what. And I think having animals in your life. What you smell like. Like, no, they don't care. Not motivated or not. You Will you pet like me and walk me and feed me? Yeah, I love me, you. Me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think this is a, a great opportunity for anyone to journal, anyone to be able to write down a to-do list. Um, okay. Self-reflection doesn't always have to be about your own self. It could be just for self, meaning that you can service your day for yourself, uh, meaning productiveness, uh, knowing what you're going to get done for the day. If you're someone that likes to just kind of check things off, um, doing these little walks or, you know, even biking, you know, or if you have a cycle, a spin bike or a cycle bike, you know, at home, you're still able to do these things, you know, whether if you are in a 
treadmill or outdoors. You could do it on your phone. You could do it in your notes, you know, and, and really just organize your day. And um, if it is something non-organizational and it would be, look, self-affirmations go a long way as much as, you know, some people yeah. kind of think they're corny and they think that they're just like, oh, everybody talks about them and it just doesn't work. Guys, if you, what you tell yourself every single day is your own truth. And if you are telling yourself, you know, negative thoughts, you know, you're not worthy, you, you're, you're not good enough for, you know, whatever it is that you're doing, you're going to believe that. And you're going to start believing this narrative that you're writing to yourself and you're telling yourself. So it's really important to be very positive first thing in the morning. And I think um, this has helped me just snap out of maybe bad funks and maybe you wake up and you think that you're mad about something or maybe something upset you or maybe something is still heavy on your heart and it's a new day with a new day comes a new opportunity for you to rechange your mood change your mindset and it comes with one planted seed in the morning means if you are immediately mad when you get out of bed and you're thinking of all the negative things guess what everything is going to spiral negatively for the rest of the day and you're going to feel the world's against you instead of you trying to look at it with an outlook of more positiveness and I understand we can't be just optimistic with everything, you know, because we are human, <laughs> you know, we are going to get upset or we're going to get moody and we're going to have to deal with life. But we have the opportunity to plant these seeds first thing in the morning and be positive and try to put a little ray of sunlight in your dark day. And if it is going to be a dark day, heck, it could be a sunny ass day that day. And you're like, man, I had a great day today. And you don't even understand why, right? You're like, I don't know what made today so great, but maybe if you step back and like look at maybe how you started your day, it might have been something to do with the beginning of your day because you set the tone, you set the mood. So I do think it's very powerful to self-reflect, you know, whether if it's organizing your day, because you're going to feel like a boss, you're going to feel like I accomplished everything on my to-do list, you know, because I set myself out to do it, right? Like I actually said, these are the things I'm going to do today, you know? So it comes down to making sure you do take a little time for yourself. So that's all I'm saying as far as, you know, maybe not going and immediately hustling and bustling to start your day and letting the day own you. You need to organize your day to own the day. And I think that has helped tremendously. Yeah, I love that. And probably that segues nicely into one of my, um, you know, definite healthy habits that I think, again, supports your sleep cycle but also sets you up for the ability to be reflective and show you know um, practice gratitude and start to set your day up from a planning perspective is no bloody screens first thing in the morning <laughs> good point off, very good point turn your I'm guilty. Off and then go spend the first hour to hour and a half of your day working through the things maybe some of the things we've just discussed or maybe your list of you know habits that best suit your lifestyle but make those things a priority. Connect in with the humans around you. Like do the things that basically ground you for the day before you start getting lifted off your feet by the tasks you have to complete, right? And one of the things that I like to do, so, you know, you already know, I get up, make the bed, whatever, come down to the boys. I'm not on my phone. We then go, we ride all the way to a coffee shop, have our coffee. We're talking, we're engaging at the coffee shop. Christos and I get that moment, you know, together in the morning, get back then I actually will start to clear systems. But I also use a tool called, it's actually by a company called the House of Routine. And they actually have this daily routine journal. And what I love about it is it gives yes. you space to talk about 
you know, gratitude and affirmations are the things that Steph has talked about. It also then gives you like the, you know, top five things you want to achieve for that day. Are they linked into your goals and objectives, maybe for the month or for the quarter? So then you break them down. Then it also talks about, okay, what are you going to be having for breakfast, for lunch, for dinner? And then, you know, you get to just make these notes. What's the name of the app? Um, it's actually a journal you can buy. So a, a Oh, it's a journal. journal. Okay, got it. It's yeah. a physical journal. It, I thought you were saying yeah, it was an app. I'm like, house, I can download this app. <laughs> no, it's so good. It's the House of Routine and it's the daily, uh, the daily routine journal. And they even have like right. this weekly calendar. So it's a big I've seen the planners, you know, for yeah. those that you do I have regular planner. planning. Yeah. yeah. So I have a planner on my desk and I write out my things for the week and then I break it into my individual day and my daily routine journal. And then I can carry that with me anyway. But there is something cathartic and there's actually research around the physical act of handwriting. So mm-hmm. it's powerful. So I think don't just get too attached constantly to your tech. Stay off your tech, plan your day, map it out. You can continue to add to it. You can carry it with you wherever you go. That then hit your tech and start the day. So I love I think, that. Yeah. I think that's such a great, right. yeah, right. such a great right. method. I'm super guilty, guys. I'm like the opposite. I like use everything. Like, uh, here's my iPad. Here's my, you know, notes. And here's my, you know, I do have actually like no pen and paper. Like, obviously, I still write and stuff, but it's not. <laughs> something I, cause I lose my papers and I feel like I'm like, where is my <laughs> grocery list and where's my this? So I know my phone's not going to leave me cause I'm, you're on top of it. Yeah. See, I, I love, I love that. You're, she's showing me yeah. the uh, house of routine planner like, and planners are fantastic. It even tells yeah, you. Yeah, that's you super nice. What are you going to do today? Are you going to, you know, um, read, listen to a podcast, journal, meditate, or create? And you can tick it. Right? So I use the Apple calendar. <laughs> I use, uh, you know, my phone's calendar and I like literally block off everything. Whether And this does come down to yeah. scheduling. I think people that uh, may not feel like they're able to succeed or uh, maybe be successful in meal prepping or working out or being consistent in these things having a calendar and actually using it. Okay. Not just having the calendar, but actually using it and filling it in and sticking to it, actually doing the things that you're putting in the calendar that are going to be non-negotiable to you is going to help you be achievable to these goals. Whether if it is tasks for work, you know, uh, working out meal prepping, if you put it in your schedule, it's going to be something that when you look at your calendar, you're like, okay, Tuesday, I'm meal prepping, you know, Wednesday, I obviously have a yoga session. If you're like people that do classes or, you know, have certain appointments, like these are just the best way. I don't understand people that don't use calendars to appointment set, because that's just how I live. My phone reminds me in what order and what, at what time I'm doing anything for the day. Um, so it does keep me grounded. I think that's just one of the tools that has helped me, um, overall, just to be successful in my day that applies to working out. It's scheduled in there. Same thing with my cardio, same thing with practically my meals. Cause I already, know the gaps you know and if you're someone that's still trying to get meal frequency in using a calendar and actually writing out when your meal times should be and putting an alarm this helps tremendously for anyone that just cannot remember i'm supposed to eat you know every three hours put an alarm on your phone every three hours this is going against you alley of the phone but (laughs) um i just can't even imagine being someone that forgets to eat like what even is it? I know a lot of people do it, but I mean, I'm sorry. 
Where are What's you wrong head? with you? I'm just kidding. I'm just wrong kidding. I get it. You're busy. I understand. You've got a lot on your plate. But uh, when hunger strikes and you actually are listening oh to your metabolism, God. there's no way. Yeah, there's no way we're skipping That's those meals. Right. And um, I think um, I think a really great way too to stay on track and then to you know not just have a pie in the sky goal that doesn't is not tethered to anything is do Good a review point. every day. So you've set your day up, you've planned it out, but then go back at the end and be like, okay, well, how did I do? Was I efficient? Was I procrastinating? Was I productive? Was I distracted? Like tick the things you've done, tick the things you, and then write out the things you did extra above and beyond or the things you didn't get to. Well, why didn't I get to that? Am I avoiding it? Is there stuff around mm -hmm. that for me? Is there some trigger stuff going on? But you can start to break down so many more things that will make more sense about your decision-making and your actions by doing reviews of what you've actually done in a day, right? So reflection I that goes beginning and end of the day. Yeah. Absolutely. When I set the day and then review it, I know I get 10 times more work done. So, you know, because me trying to juggle work, study, like everything, it's like if I don't do that, it's a hot mess. So I definitely it's think very true. I think yeah. that. Self-reflecting at the end of the day is very important just because so many people don't yeah. realize the whole day went by and I watched YouTube freaking videos for three hours when I could have actually been doing X, Y, and Z, right? I could have done the dishes. I could have, you know, done my clothes. I could have, you know, actually uh, meal prep. Here goes the time, eyes. Like how and endless hours that are just YouTubed away and TikToked away. I'm like, <laughs> holy shit, people. Like, please get together of your time. Like, understand that yep. you cannot get it back and when you're whining and no. playing the victim saying i'm not getting results or i'm not really well, seeing probably progress, it's probably not reflecting in your day how many hours on youtube and tiktok you're spending or on instagram right? it doesn't matter what platform you're on not calling one out hey, more than know, the other it just means you know you can test that too you can see your oh yeah check your phone screen time for sure it's going to tell you whether or not you've improved in that but i also think you you know, if everyone listening to this, go back and listen to our episode about food prepping and how to get the most out of oh, your yeah. day surrounding food and staying on point with that. Because the next habit that I think is really great for anyone who leads a hectic, chaotic, busy schedule is don't let the schedule dictate that you have shitty, uh, shitty health habits and instead be focused and organized around your schedule and prep your goddamn food. If you can't have a flexible, you know, day to day because you're literally chaotic in your day, be organized, pre-plan your meals, have a meal plan that you've set up for yourself for the week and then go be organized and prep for it, right? So go back and listen to that episode because there's a lot of really great tips and advice in that. But prepping Which, your food or being frosted is one other really great habit. Big key component, guys. What she just said is like, if you're not actually prepared with your food, you're going to prepare to fail, which I'm sure you guys have all heard that saying. So it's very true when it comes down to having habits. Your habits should fall back on meal prepping, meal timing, uh, scheduling things in, um, which for me, I think a lot of neglected um, from a lot of people is water. Like the fact that so many yeah, people yeah, do not yeah. drink sufficient amount of water blows my mind. I have a headache. I wonder why I'm like feeling, you know, a little <laughs> off. I'm like, have you drank water at all? Like, I'm just asking because you, you sound like you need water. I've just watched you drink like three bang energy drinks and I have not seen you drink oh one liter God. of water. Right? Like, and so water for me, I think is one of the first things besides coffee, but coffee and water are the <laughs> things that I will prioritize first thing. Hey, in the morning. 
the fly. Yeah, yeah you, you're probably right, Allie. I probably have a sips of coffee before I have my water. But, but <laughs> along with the coffee, I do have at least 16 ounces of water every single morning to start my day. So yeah, to start yeah. the day, I make sure I am rehydrating. We do fast overnight, you know, so we're trying to make sure that first thing in the morning, your body, you know, actually rehydrates. Um, and this does help me go into drinking a lot of the vitamins that I have set up. I know I'm still following, you know, recovery protocols coming out of, you know, having COVID and I prioritize that more than anything now, honestly, like before I always took my vitamins, I was pretty healthy at taking my supplementation, but now there's not going to go a day. Like I, I can guarantee you that for a fact, Like there's not going to go one day before I, I could skip a couple days and I'm like not tripping over it. And I'm like, Oh, it's all good. I get, I get home from this trip and I'll start taking my vitamins again. No, no, no. Like I am not going a day or I'm not skipping a beat with taking care of my vitamins, my micronutrients. So that means greens first thing in the morning how my dating greens i take the ones by revive they actually are in flavor so it really helps a lot like for those that don't like the taste of actual greens um i'll have like chocolate or even berry whatever kind of goes in the in you know in the basket that morning and i will have my coffee i'll have you know my 16 ounces of water and down my vitamins that's going to be everything that is included immune multi you know vitamin c zinc d you know i'll even take turmeric just because it's a, a crazy amount of any any um antioxidants and anti-inflammatory um properties that it has and it's just a real big essential one that i i've just taken now with not just covid uh but it does help and tremendously you know, and there's amazing yeah. turmeric lattes that you can get oh phenomenal and i agree with you they're phenomenal at Boosting just over everything yeah just overall well-being jumping on that i think you know another key healthy habit and something that definitely you know profoundly changed the way i looked at things was i took my focus you know in just throwing together food that fits to being primarily focused on hitting my protein intake first above all else and not ding, getting, ding, ding. you know, whilst I always wanted whole foods, having protein shakes is fine. It's, it's, you know, they're a great way to yeah. curb sugar cravings. If you're having them, they've got a totally. really good nutritional value to them. You know, a lot of the, a lot of the times now you can find ones that have no fillers, no sugars, no bullshit, yep. and they can actually be really great to cook with. Right. So Absolutely. I went from being, you know, just all had to be whole foods to then being <laughs> more instead about being able to have shakes and whatever else. And, you know, the, the second biggest thing, which I'd say is even bigger than the protein for me some days, is that filling up on my vegetables, making sure that when I'm putting Micros. my plate together, yes. I'm loading the multiple colored based, you know, vegetable base and salad base before anything else. And, you know, inadvertently, if you're doing that, you're getting a huge whack of nutrients. You're definitely unintentionally even covering off most of your micros. So when we're talking yeah. about things like recovery from illness or preventative structures yes. to keep yourself your, you know your baselines as, as optimized as possible to prevent really serious you know illness is get your micros covered so you know you can kick start that by simply having vegetables or salad or fruit you know um throughout the course of your day and and, stop and water <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> and lots of color you know don't be afraid to have color in what you're consuming you know i think leafy greens have to be at the base of everything but i think having the diversity across all of the spectrum of vegetables on offer to you 
is super important, you know, really is really is and we neglect nutrients like that because we're like oh I don't like that vegetable and I don't like that one and I'm like you know what I only like this one I've been that person so I relate to that which is why I needed to prioritize actually getting more micronutrients in which is why the daily greens were really essential for me um of course they're not look guys you have to understand the comparison between a wholesome food, like Ali was saying in a supplementation, they're not going to match exactly a hundred percent the same, but their nutrients, right? Like the macros that are reflecting it are going to mimic it as close as possible. So you supplementing in, you know, daily greens or protein powder is going to get us to the target, but yes, can we be having a technically better wholesome approach to things? Absolutely. By eating all the vegetables and eating all the chicken and meats in the world and eggs and beans and everything that you want. Right. But it's about, you know, making sure you do find what is a preference for you to actually stay consistent with it. Because if you're someone that absolutely loves micronutrients, meaning vegetables, and you're just like, I just don't eat them because I hate them. Please at least try getting into micros through some supplementation, like through, you know, greens, um, or even there's pill forms if you don't want to do powder. Okay. Like there's a lot of other ways you can get the micronutrients in. Um, of course the best would be through actual vegetables, uh, and water. Okay. But it's making sure, yeah, you do prioritize it. I I think getting a test done at least once a year too to test your markers, like where do you sit on the spectrum of having all of these minerals and vitamins inside of you you know like are yeah. you low can you you know determine whether or not you've got enough omegas even because there's tests to see if you've got enough omegas in you like it's really 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 important and then you can understand where's the gap and and also sometimes identify why you might not be absorbing something because there might be mm-hmm. a precursor to that absorption not being you know not happening not taking place and so these things are super interesting and you start to find mm-hmm. out how combinations might you know um detract from absorption like there's so much to get into, but I think you don't know what you don't know to get everything tested. You always want to have a reference point that you can refer to. And then I think just start, you don't need to have a big fancy Mm. test done straight away, but just start by increasing the frequency and the consumption of vegetables, the colors and the diversity. You're making sure that you've got at least two servings of fruit in the day. Um, You know, just literally follow the basic guidelines and you will have better health, right? So I think that's a starting point too. Um, And look, you know, one of the probably the final things that I would talk about as being a healthy habit that I have is just literally then my bedtime ritual, which, you know, as you guys can tell, sleep is just so important. And I prioritize it above like... (laughs) almost anything else, like actually quite literally, um, where I'm, pregnant. we're not, no, we're not the team, no sleep. Like a lot of people, like, no, like team oh, no sleep. I'm like, <clears throat> you are no. going to really suffer. I'm like, the, I'm like the, just give me a doona and an eye cover and leave me alone. You know, like I hundred percent validate and value mm-hmm. sleep. So for me, the bedtime ritual then becomes just as important. And it's about for me, having that same, I've got my body into rhythm and a routine. Christos and I have, you know, compromised over the years and given ourselves boundaries on our time for work and shut off at a certain time. We'll, you know, do dinner together and connect together there. And then we sit down and we will actually switch off phones, you know, down. We Very will nice. watch something, um, you know, together. And then we're literally in bed again. Same deal as when you're waking up within the hour, you know, gap. Get off, yeah. Cons- every single night you know what I mean like I just find that has helped me so profoundly like functioning day to day cognitive capacity throughout the course of the day my hair my nails my skin my sleep my mood my energy 
everything. If I didn't have a focus on it throughout this whole freaking IVF journey, I don't know that I would have survived because it was just super important. And I think from an immune point of view, you compromise sleep, you compromise everything. You sure do. And I think what a lot of us don't realize either when we're not getting enough sleep is we're not growing. We're not actually letting our hormones, our organs, and do our bodily functions that they should do because we're down-regulating everything because now our literally we're starting to get to a point where our cortisol level doesn't really ever come down. It's just high all the freaking time. You know, your adrenals are starting to actually not understand how they should function, you know, because you're putting in so much caffeine to stay up. Uh, you're not having a sleep time. You're not getting adequate amount of sleep. We've actually talked about the importance of sleep. You can always go back to that episode and listen to that, uh, making sure you get deep REM sleep and you actually prioritize it. This is how you're going to function better and grow. If your purpose here is to build a physique. If I know a lot of you that follow us and, you know, are listening to this cast is more about, you know, trying to be better, you know, grow, build muscle, be competitors or live a healthy lifestyle. Guess what? The pillar of all of this is going to be sleep. And a lot of the thing, key components that we talked about today, if you implement these into your day-to-day, you're definitely going to be a successful person. Okay. So we've covered off so many great habits and tips here. I think, you know, from the way that we kickstart the morning, staying off of the tech straight away, you know, getting out into the sun, kicking off the lymphatic system, making sure that you set your day off for success, organization, planning, gratitude, reflections, doing your end of the day review, food prepping, filling up on vegetables, hitting your micros, your macros and your water, (laughs) and then reviewing the day, setting the intentions for the following day and having a bit of a sleep hygiene-based ritual so that you are not compromising sleep. So I think all the things we've covered off should help someone from an immune point of view and especially with the recovery process, should you be in 70s position, but I think it should just help you in general. Anyone, honestly. Structure your day, right? just anyone in a fitness journey and just trying to better their health. Like this is about self-care. This is about you prioritizing yourself, like not letting the world and the day run you, you run the day. We don't dictate what happens in the world, but we can definitely dictate how we run our day. And we need to just prioritize trying to organize, trying to be mindful, more self-reflective, self-aware. All of this is just going to really allow you to understand your Yourself and understand maybe why you're not getting the progress or seeing the results um, or getting maybe further in your journey. Um, reflect on some of these things that we talked about today and try to implement them. You know, let us know how you guys like some of the things that we talked about um, yeah. or just try and yeah, try them out and, and uh, uh, see maybe share with us some of your, hap- your, your topics. I love that. Yeah. And you hear from you. For sure. Share it on. Let us know, you know, tag us, comment, and uh, definitely let us know any of the rituals that you guys may do, routines that have helped you, um, things that, you know, of course are to service you in a positive way. That's all we're trying to do. And hopefully all these tips and, you know, things that we talked about has helped you. And hopefully you're listening to this in the morning to make your day a little more productive. Um, If you're listening to this later on in the day, I hope you maybe self-reflect and look at your day and see how you've done today. Um, Until next time, guys, thank you guys for listening and we will see y'all on the next episode. Thanks, Steph. Speak to you next week. See you next week. Bye. 
Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Queen Divas, Queens of Fitness podcast. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Queen Divas Pod, on Twitter at Queen Divas 4, and follow our hosts on Instagram, Alicia at Alicia Gowans underscore WBFF Pro, and Steph at Stephanie Ayala 7. See you all next week.